Right, I don't know who's starting. Am I starting? You seem to be. I'll start. So, I'm under the weather again. Yeah. Um, you look uh, it. You cheers. Look, you look bad. You've always, most of the time, <laughs> regardless of cloud cover. Yeah. You always look pretty shit. I've had this, like, eking kind of paranoia eking. all week. Eking. <laughs> kind of paranoia all week. And I think it's because I shaved and it just kind of lets it all back in again. Like... The world. Yeah. <laughs> if I had something to hide behind before. The filter of beard sweat. Yes. Just brought it all back. It's gone, yeah. Um, so basically, we had, I had Poland last weekend for a mate's 40th. Um, and on a Sunday, like, I woke up after, like, three or four hours sleep. I was the last one up in the bar because the barman you gave slept me- in the bar? I fell asleep in the bar. Okay. Um, and then, like, I woke up and went back to my room. But um, I think... <laughs> this is a terrible hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This um, bed's got broken glass. <laughs> <laughs> so I slept for, like, three or four hours, um, the most drunk I've been in a long time. So it wasn't really sleep. It was in the just, bar? Uh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, only right. about 45 minutes in the bar, I right. think. And then the rest of the time... 45 minutes of in the beautiful room. sleep in yeah. a packed in the- pub. <laughs> it was empty. It was an empty bar. Like, it's good to they be the last left. one. Yeah. Oh, you asleep. <laughs> I was awake when they left. And then I, instead <laughs> oh, of leaving as oh, well... he's awake. I just, sleep. <laughs> I just went to sleep. All right. Um, so, I'm, I'm very aware that what, the, the events that followed were fueled by, like, sheer exhaustion. Um, and that's probably where everything came in. I'm getting to the point, because I said I'm blaming you for this. Um, okay. And there's a good reason for that. I thought I assumed it was because you shaved your beard because you were feeling... Just well, like no, the plan of shaving the beard was around like... Around my mighty beard <laughs> that I just kind of want to shave, but I'm too lazy to. And I kind of feel that if I do shave my beard, all of my identity will have left. <laughs> just, <laughs> just be like, I can't grow a beard like Nick. Yeah. I don't want to go to that level. No, no. It was like, it was, I, I always planned... To, with, I, I, I have to plan things like that, and I plan to do it on the 20th because it's the first day of spring. I'm like, why not? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <So>, yeah. <laughs> Bambi and her mum are springing in the... Yeah. Know, walking, dancing in the field. Yeah, the birds first day of spring, my chin comes out of hibernation. Like, <laughs> that's how it works. Um, so, yeah. So the events have followed, f- fueled by absolute sheer exhaustion of and following, like, one of the worst hangovers I've had. Right. Um, but, um, so... Uh, I on the plane back, I'd loaded up a load of things to to watch and stuff, and I cleared through a few of them. And then, um, because you'd recommended it to me, um, I started watching the push. Yeah, yeah, the Darren Brown thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I started watching it. It was about twenty minutes of it. Oh, it's just like this is all right. And it's like, and <laughs> then we someone off the plane. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we landed. So it's like, oh, I'll shut everything off. Well, I'll pick it up later on, or whatever. So it got to about. Uh, eight eight o'clock in the evening. I was when when so back at the house and everything, and still absolutely utterly exhausted. I was like, "Well, I started watching this thing earlier on. I'm, I'm gonna. A, ca- I'm a man of my word. I'm, yeah, I started it. I'll finish. I'm it. I'm gonna carry on watching it. Um, and so like watched the whole thing, and I was I was I was fine. Um, when like at the, at the, so t- spoilers because I have to talk about it. If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. If you want to see it, shut this off and go and watch it. But in the meantime, so the guy they're focusing on in the end doesn't push the guy off the building. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go through with it. He doesn't succumb to social pressure. Uh, I was just like, okay. Uh, like my, my my faith in humanity was like at a very even keel at that point. And then Darren's like, but here's three people that did. <laughs> here's and th- <laughs> more than that. Here's everyone else we did it on. Yeah. And they all did and it. And they all did it. <laughs> yeah. the, and it was it was seeing them struggle with it. It was it was uh seeing the absolute kind of mortal terror that they were in of like, I have to kill someone. <laughs> yeah. Um and I just I guess I just have to. It's just this is what's happening. And I think it it's because of all of the political shit I've been going through recently like reading through uh, like uh, the stuff like the biological essentialism all the stuff that Jordan Peterson does and everything have been like no you would have been a Nazi. That yeah. was the thing that kind of solidified it to me like yeah, no I like I can pinpoint moments of that evening where I absolutely would not have done what they did. Like, where, like... No, I'd have backed out at that point. Like, I'm almost certain I would have backed out at the very beginning when they were putting vegetarian flags in the sausage rolls. Like... I don't believe that. I, I really... No, because I had the same thing, right? Because yeah. I'm very much... No. Yeah. Just about most of life. Yeah. Um, but, like, 
as much as there was a side of me that go, I would have backed out at that point. Yeah. At every point, you're like, I can see how you would maybe go along with it for a little bit. I can... Like, there's that little bit of relatability. And there's, yeah, there's that point you're saying of like, I would never be a Nazi. I would never have done that. I yeah. wouldn't even tell a vegetarian that they were eating meat. <laughs> it's like, no, you, in, in a specific situation, you probably I think, could. No, I, I think this is where I draw the line. If I saw someone eating them, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't jump in and be like, I did, but... But right. if someone asked me to do it myself, like, and I could very clearly see what was going on, I'm not sure I would. But and and I think that's I think that's important because there were various things that they all kind of disagreed to do. But mm-hmm. in the end, it still led them to the final yeah. thing where they did end up killing someone. Yeah. Essentially. Um. Anyway, so that caused a huge amount of inner turmoil, and well, just, 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 following the exhaustion, yeah, okay. yeah. I, I I didn't sleep. Essentially, like it, it, it caused so much shit mentally that I was uh, that, that I, I I didn't sleep properly for around about three days, like, um, and then I went back to the conversation that we had about it, which was uh, knowing that this has caused a great deal of turmoil and terror for me, and the only thing I can remember you saying about it was this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me think we we drifted somewhat <laughs> like I, I think, this uh, is the funniest thing you've ever seen <laughs> and this has caused me to lose sleep for three days <laughs> like is um like i i, I think there's i think maybe I'm, I'm putting most of it on exhaustion and paranoia <laughs> but I, I i worry that there's been a certain disconnect and we've drifted apart somewhat as to what we find hilarious and <laughs> and what we find terrifying in certain respects and maybe it's just two ways of looking at the same thing maybe i'm just kind of like swaying around that however then we had uh, a meeting this week with the vicar regarding uh regarding the marriage in a couple of months time <laughs> pushed him off a church <laughs> <laughs> i guess I, I guess i have to i mean in a turmoil <laughs> funny <laughs> And he, he jokingly said, like, something like, so you got something debaucherous planned for your stag? And I said, I have no idea. Mm. And then that took me back to, well, this is what Nick finds hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And so am I at a point now where mm. I, 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 I need to be scared and that I, I'm going to be kind of like constantly looking over my shoulder and terrified for what's going on because like i don't even know if you started organizing anything if you have i don't know a date like i don't know anything and i'm worried basically yeah that because of this disconnect Mm. um there's potential planning for an evening of absolute torture for the sake of everybody else finding it hilarious that's what a stag is it's it's not it is (laughs) I, for record, I haven't started planning it, right? But the stag is not about the stag at night. Is not about the groom having a good time. It's about everyone else having incredible entertainment <laughs> at the torture and pain of the groom on that night, because that's how everyone, you know, reminds okay. you of what free life was like. And so you're being punished for going into this kind of okay. So 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 basically, world. you haven't helped at all. I've helped. I've helped you <laughs> more fear. This base is basically the deal. Because but yeah, I've never seen the stagnant. It's like, oh, look, what does Steve want to do? It's like, no. I, it's like, what would what do we all want to do to Steve to make him feel terrible? Let's do it. I'm. I I don't think I'm up for that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but this this it will be fun either way. Whatever, I I fun. want to have a good time. You like, will in some way. It's more. It's more of a, it's more in retrospect. Hindsight, but you okay? So you have to you have to understand something about me, which is if you ask me or try and get me to do something that I don't want to do, yeah. I'm not going to do it for the sake of other people having fun. I feel like you're taking this way more serious than I am <laughs> <laughs> because you've probably still got the inane fear. It's, yes, yes, you will, definitely. You will probably have a good time. <laughs> It's all like, I haven't started organising yet, so it, yeah. it would be an enjoyment, enjoyable affair. Right. But let's, um, let's backtrack on it just to make a little bit, to, to, to help, as okay. you said, right? So I do think that Darren Brown's The Push was one of the funniest things I've seen in a while. 
for a number of reasons, but not the reasons that you think. No, no, probably not. <laughs> right. One, I didn't expect it to be a comedy. I put it on, it's, it's like, oh, it's Dar- I like Darren Brown stuff, let's yeah, watch it. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many incredible comedy bits. And the thing that I find funny is they're already fucking with someone, so then they fuck with him just to fuck with him in certain yeah. ways. Like, so one of the, th- again, we've already done spoilers, but um, one of the things that, the big things the, for the, me the, oh, was, sorry, the, was pressuring this guy by more social pressure to do more and more, uh, to, to expand upon a lie and build upon a lie more yeah. and more to the point where he's impersonating someone and they say, oh, and here he is. Would you like to come up and give yeah. a speech? The speech and thing the, was and good. He, and he goes like, um, you see him go, No. No, yeah. I'm not doing that. And then just enough pressure. He's like, okay, you guys, I'm doing it. And they pick that moment just to fuck with him, just in the most creatively brilliant way, in my opinion. And it is so out of nowhere and so out of... This has got it's nothing to do with... Yeah, it's got nothing yeah. to do with anything else. It's just, we're fucking with him. Let's really fuck with him. Let's just fuck with him because it's going to make me laugh. Let's just do that. And then yeah. seeing, just seeing his, in, his genuine face of like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> all the way through so I don't find the idea that you can push people to do anything um, hilarious because I, like, like you said I believe that to be the case anyway mm. you saying that you wouldn't even put a, a vegetarian flag on a sausage roll I think you would all this has done has made me plan for the future to make you do that and <laughs> then capture it on film and then months later be like oh <laughs> so always be on your guard around sausage rolls um, <laughs> just to help the fear you know <laughs> um so yeah it's, i think that this ties in with something um i was going to talk about a little bit later as well but i could talk about it now um the idea that what is what 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 you, what you feared i found funny because the example that I, the, the 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 thing that i took away from that is like yeah this is proof that people would people the same people who say they would never be a nazi or yeah. they would never do anything bad or they would never cheat on anyone they would never do anything negative are the same people who would probably say they wouldn't push an old man off a roof yeah and at least 75% of a demographic of people I was going to say like have done it there's a, there's a there, there has to be a great deal of that that he that he did through and that, that, that he vetted people for that yeah. they couldn't show people because then you're essentially telling people how to get someone to kill someone and yeah. you can't you can you can't put that on tv but i think that the very fact that people you are every, the deliberately people who did it would say they would never do yes, it yes the yes the fact yes. that they said they would never do it and then they do i think is enough proof that people can be pressured into doing anything at least 75% of the time yeah I mean, but, but, I personally, because I, I got the same thing, I, I, the vegetarian sausage rolls, I do that because I just go like, uh, it's not something I have any value in. If you are make, you didn't pay for these sausage rolls, you know, so therefore you're eating sausage rolls. Uh, if you're doing it to stand up against um, yeah. the, the sale of them, it's not making any difference, mm. whatever, blah, blah, blah. blah. Uh, but when it comes to like moving a dead body, I'd be like... No, I'm going yeah. to take control of this situation now. Yeah, this yeah. is what's happening. Yeah, and there, and I've sped, said before about some people are very uh, are much more in need of direction. Yeah. than I am. I've noticed. So I think that with me, I'd go like, I do some of it, but there's a point where I go, no. Yeah. Um, but I do think that the majority of people would go along with certain things. Whilst it, you know, you come across it with uh, ideas like circumcision. Like if you really broke it down, nobody should do it because you're. You're, you're stabbing a baby. I mean, for no reason. Mm. Like, but people go along with it because of social pressure. It's like this is just how we do things. This is what happens. This is the deal. This is culture. Your grandfather did it, so therefore you have to do it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll go along and do that. Um. So yeah, that that was the interesting thing that I took from uh, from the documentary, but that I didn't find that funny mm. because, well, <laughs> it's it's it is funny. If I could, if for a stag, I could convince you that you murdered someone, I would find it funny, but it wouldn't be the funniest thing. So I would probably do something different. The the problem with things like that. Murder. Yeah. (laughs) The, The problem with that relating to the stag is that I don't think it's a thing of like, oh, I just wouldn't find it funny at the time. I think I'm almost certain I would find it very difficult to find funny at any point. Yeah. And that it would genuinely cause rifts. Right. So um, this is where this, this is kind of, again, ties in with comedy, right? I think that 
Well, let, let's just compare it, right? You you posted uh, fucking. There's been a bit of a ripple in the comedy world, at least in the UK. Oh, um, with the the pug thing. Yeah, with the yeah. pug thing. Uh, a, a, a Scottish YouTube poster uh, posted a video about him training his girlfriend's dog to uh, do a Nazi salute yeah. and to react positively to anti-Semitic statements. Yeah. yeah. And he was convicted of hate speech or hate crime. Yeah. And uh, people are up in arms. And it. I'm not a fan of... Unfortunately, whenever there is controversy, there are people misinterpreting the controversy to make it way worse. Yeah. And it's not that... It's not that it's not controversial. It's just like, I feel like it's kind of... People are misinterpreting what the deal is. Like, yeah. And I think one of the ripple effects I saw was, which was something that you posted, which was Jonathan Pye. Mm. Um, I think that it's easy for people to... Well, it, it, what is Jonathan Pye first, right? He's a character whose comedy thing is angrily off-camera speaking his mind yeah is that accurate yeah i don't i'm not i haven't seen much of his stuff no that's that's accurate and it's it's it's, is it intended to be a character saying something or is it intended to be um inspiring rebellion um, inspiring uh, whatever is uh, against the system well i think those two things can be one and the same can they not can because essentially it's what, what the one car- will weigh heavier one will be the direct intent and one will yeah. be the indirect intent well the and they can switch but in the most recent one and it's not it's not just something that i, I think he did incorrectly it's just I, I feel like the whole thing's been misinterpreted because of other things that have occurred like people are saying well so yeah so i've said it's a scottish youtube poster who posts stuff for comical effect? Yeah, um, trained his girlfriend's dog um, to do a Nazi salute and react to anti-Semitic statements. And he documented the training of this dog over a period of two years. And the intention was to annoy his girlfriend, just as a, just to wind her up. Yeah, right. Which is a jokey thing to do. You know, just, yeah. wouldn't it be funny if blah 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 blah. But people are saying it's a free speech thing, and I don't see how it has anything to do with free speech, unless they're saying. You can never say the phrase "gas the Jews," which is one of the statements he says to his dog repeatedly. That's the only example I can think of that would something the presidential thumb down, fist nodding thing. That's the only example <laughs> I can think of where it could possibly be a free speech issue. And I get the impression that I'm very alone in that thought. Um, well, I think if you want to be. <coughs> I, I think you can be, um, you, you can have the free speech argument and I, I do think it's valid. Um, but I think if you want to have a more accurate argument in this, uh, situation, it would be more to be anti hate speech laws than it would to be pro free speech laws. Cause I do think there is a differentiation between the two. Um, but one kind of, uh, one, one kind of inflicts issues on the other. Mm. So you can't be, you you can't. It, it's difficult to justify being for pro hate speech laws as they are, mm-hmm. um, and pro free speech. It's difficult because hate speech isn't defined, and if something isn't defined, then there are things defined as hate speech, though, such as the Nazi salute. Compared to who? Like it? Like it's in six countries, it is illegal to do that. Right, yeah. yeah. And because that's because it is classified as hate speech. Right. But um but, but so hatred is more to do with intention is the issue than than it is to do with what you're saying. So like at the beginning of the video he's like um what is he he's he says what what is my girlfriend loves this dog. She thinks it's the cutest thing in the world. So I'm going to train it to do the most abhorrent non-cute thing that I can think of. So he said at the very beginning that he finds this reprehensible, essentially that that that, that he doesn't. It's not something that he agrees with, but uh, and that if, if he finds the behaviour represent re- reprehensible, how can you persecute him for hate speech when clearly it wasn't his intention to be hate hateful? Well, it was to be ludicrous. Could there not? Well, I, I want to clarify as well that <clears throat> I think that what he did 
it was correct for it to be questioned and investigated. But as soon as it gets to a judgment call, as in mm. by a judge, yeah. I think that they should have looked at it and sin. There is enough evidence there that this was done in good humor. Yeah. That this isn't, this is a, a, a badly told joke. Yeah. Um, I don't think he should be prosecuted. You shouldn't be go to prison. Shouldn't have anything. I think kind of things. But I think the video in question could easily be understood to be. If, if, but if then all it's... you do is remove the trust of that intent. Yeah. If you heard of somebody who was posting videos, or if you saw videos of someone talking to his dog about how much he wants to gas the Jews mm. and talking and, and like <laughs> just seek hiling, yeah, yeah. seek hiling with his dog, yeah, you know, it wouldn't be a crime. No. But it would be enough for society to go. To go, uh, what's I'd I'd like to, with the current climate of psychopaths and the current yeah. climate of all this distrust online, especially. There would be enough, I feel, for people to go. What you know? Can we can we just clarify? So I think it's not enough because, as well, if it was a joke, if it was mm. if it was a joke, it was a free speech issue. I'd be completely for it. Completely. Yeah. If he said I wanted to wind my girl up, so I did this, That's... then that'd be fine. But that's not what he did. He said that. Then he showed footage of him brainwashing a dog for two years that didn't belong to him, <laughs> with the intent of showing anti showing proving that the dog is anti-Semitic in some kind of form, right? To annoy his girlfriend. So it's okay. not just a joke in terms of text. And if it was an anecdote, even if he was on stage and he said, "This is what I did," that's still a joke. That's still free speech. That's still it's not one hundred percent true. It's not it's not one hundred percent factual. Right. But because I think it's weird that he didn't own the dog. I think it's also weird that... That's not weird. It complicates it. Right. And I feel like it's just under the guise of, it's a joke, jokes should not be censored, which I agree with, but it's not just a joke because it's also done other things that if he didn't preface it with that statement would be be easily misinterpreted. Right. Okay. Uh, but... I think I, I I think that argument gets complicated because you then if you if you're going to if if you're going to say well it's it, it's it's something that's that, that's harsh to do to the dog that you're brainwashing the dog or anything like that really the dog doesn't know the difference between Zeke Heil and poor oh yeah 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 so in that instance you can, you can't argue cruelty because the yeah. dog has no fucking idea yeah there's no and it changes no going. one's impression of the dog. Mm-hmm because the dog is still this innocent being and everything yeah. like that. No one thinks he's been cruel to the dog. I don't think that's, mm. I don't think that's, uh, that, 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 that's, that's an argument that you can make. Yeah. Like it's not, in, and the, the dog was at no point in distress, right? Yeah. Or it, it would have been, yeah, that's unaffected by the training. Yeah, completely. Um, no one's going to kick the dog because they think it's a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's fucking stupid. And if you are, you should go to prison. Yeah. Um, the, I, th- I think, the issue with uh, the the issue of the hate speech and the free speech crossover is that, um, like you say, like oh, th- this 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 wording is banned in certain countries. Um, or the action. Or the the what of training a of training a dog. Of to anything be... doing a Nazi salute. Right. Okay. So the the anti the the the, the, the Nazi salute thing is. Yeah. The. I, I think. As in, you will go to prison if you do that in Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I and think I th- I'm, but I'm of the I'm of the ilk that that itself that I I don't have a problem with people mm. doing a Nazi salute. Yeah. And it's not because I haven't been affected by it. And and I it's, think that it's it, not that I agree with them doing it or mm. that I would do it myself. But would you understand the punishment or the seriousness of which it was dealt with if this happened in Sweden? You'd be like, well that's how it is in Sweden. It shouldn't be because you disagree with it. Yeah. But if that's the law in Sweden and someone has willingly broken the law you could understand why it would be classified as something else. I can, underst- I can understand why it would be punished. It makes mm. sense by the law why it would be punished. Yeah, but you'd still it, question the but law. But I would still say, well, it's not right to be punished. Yes. So I, I understand, uh, yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from yeah. from that. Like, you, you go by the law of the land, mm. you have to understand why you're being punished for something, etc., etc. Um, and again, this isn't me trying to say that however, you did anything wrong. It's more the way that people are reacting to it as it are reacting to it as if it's something else. Yeah. And you go, I agree with you that what he did was fine, but to be surprised that people have reacted this way, society has reacted this way, 
when it is illegal to do this in other countries and it was published online yeah. for profit and it and it's i think the the because there's a lot of the, the the basic conspiracy theory which is probably a valid theory is that he was prosecuted by a let's call him a very jewish person and they're saying that the 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 lawyer that was doing it was trying to say that anti-semitism in in any form is wrong and that's why he got prosecuted and i go like it's not because of the joke because the the joke isn't clear all the joke is is my dog the dog did a nazi salute dogs don't understand what that is my mm. girlfriend finds the dog adorable maybe the joke is even if when it even when it does a nazi salute she finds it adorable yeah or she t- thinks the dog is trying to be adorable by doing a nazi salute there is a form of joke there but it's not a, it, it's not a free speech <coughs> issue i agree that it could be a subtle difference such as an anti-hate speech issue as in not wanting to or trying to understand why hate speech should be a thing or whether it should um come down in this way but it's not as clear cut i think as people are thinking of it because they're using the same argument when used with a tweet with a tweet yeah or with a joke that frankie boyer may have said on stage yeah. you know it's like no, it's not a joke <clears throat> it is not phrased as a joke it has nothing to do with a joke it is maybe it's a sketch but it's not sketch because it's real so it's a it's kind of a practical joke yeah. done on his girlfriend um, which makes light of a controversial issue so it's no longer a, a free speech because it's not anything he said it's something that he actively did and then you think well what if he i thought this came in loads of different examples in my head because this is blowing up and everyone's having their own piece of piece of thing and the reason i bring up jonathan pye is because he did a call to arms to comedians writers and actors or something mm. um saying that they should all get up in arms and, 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 and defend this guy. So then you've got all these people who shouldn't be articulating or aren't, are not as capable as art, at articulating what they feel, just saying it's a free speech issue. And if you disagree with something someone said, then you don't believe in free speech. It's like, yeah, but it's, he didn't say anything. It's what he did that is questionable. Not wrong, but questionable. Right. But then the, the, I think the I, th- I think you get too tangled up in exactly what free speech is. Like you have a fr- you have a freedom of speech and you have a freedom to act as long as it does not physically harm other people. Like as long as it doesn't affect other people's lives. That's that's essentially what freedom is in the UK. And again, this and it's y- symbolic y- because in some of Europe, if you did the things that he did. That would not fall under free speech, right? But so what? It's a, it's okay, not. so but, but what the, the the whole call to arms thing is not to is is not to affect this guy. It's to affect the law, which is what we said initially. It's like you don't have to agree with the law, which is what they're disagreeing with, which is essentially what they're standing up against, and that's what I I, I kind of I, I agree with them for doing. the The issue I have with this case is that the judge decided the intention of the guy. Mm-hmm which is a direct <clears throat> violation of freedom. Like, you cannot but, decide what someone intended to do. You cannot decide that the guy... Well, he's, he's, he was definitely... That is what judges do. They decide on whether somebody intended to murder somebody or accidentally murdered somebody or was innocent about the whole thing. Of a, of a physical action that harmed other people. Uh, a bank def- defrauding the bank. That's also a thing that judges would judge the intent on. I don't think it's as clear-cut... As whether if you punch somebody, did you intend to punch them or did you slip? I think it's trying to again trying to say that yeah, but he never intended to do anything. And again, this this I think the trial started like three years ago. Yeah, and I think that the thing that's being clouded here is that hindsight. Yeah, you can look back on three years of content and three years of it being exposed and going through the courts and all this kind of stuff, and be like, of course this is a joke. This is ridiculous. But if if what if it wasn't a joke, I think has to be taken as seriously, as questioningly, to be like, the cold hard facts that are presented are enough in my eyes to warrant a questioning of it. I, like I say, I think any judge in the, I think a correct judge would have interpreted all the information and been like, it's been, I think he said that's how YouTube responded, like, it was attempt at satire, it was bad attempt at satire. 
but it wasn't of ill intent, right? Something right. along those lines. Yeah. So I think that that's what the judge's verdict should have been, is like, this isn't... I, I think you were trying to do something comical, so therefore I don't think you were trying to breed hatred or yeah. raise yeah. anti-Semitism. Yeah. But... And there's evidence to, to say, say that as well. Yeah. and uh, But the, there is evidence to say that, but there is also evidence to suggest otherwise. And it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the judgment call that places the value on, in which camp. And I think the right judgment call is, this is clearly attempting to be satire. Yeah. And that's what the correct call should have been. Yeah. But for people to say that it's not even worth questioning, or it's not even worth, like, this is ridiculous. It's like, no, this, this, this specific set of circumstances is completely illegal in parts of Europe. Yeah. And so to post it online is showing the people in those countries of this crime. That's a potential kind of... If it's illegal in this country, then maybe it's worth questioning in this country. And it's, it's, it's a serious issue. So for people just to say that the courts are cunts and anybody who didn't find this funny uh, is, is ill-informed and is wrong. No, 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 no. But I, that's, what, that's the attitude not, I think seeing something as a joke arms. is different to seeing something as funny. I think yeah. that's, that gets... That's, but calling courts cunts because they've treated a satirical issue with seriousness and have passed a verdict that may not be the same verdict that your per, that whoever's personal judgment came into contact with, mm. I think question the verdict... Yeah, what do they call it when you challenge it? You, yeah, you challenge the, uh, the, the, the verdict or whatever. You yeah. appeal. Right? Appeal, yeah. Right, appeal to it. You don't agree with it. But don't... I think it's important to realise that it's... This, this is believable to be another form. This is believable to be a, a, another thing that's going on. Because there are people who have attempted satire. Because, because as soon as you start adding other examples into it, like I think, the, I think anti-Semitism or Nazi saluted is somewhat ridiculous in today's age apart even though like white supremacists and that's still kind of in the news yeah. it's old news it's like it's been made fun of by monty python and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff if you replaced it with something like um uh, the physical attack on, on on children or something like that it changes the whole even, even if it's this exact same footage with the exact same methods put into it if you just change it from anti-semitism to something else it shouldn't change the fact that it's satire but it does and I think that it does change the temperature of it. So I think it's... I, I, I think that he was... It's wrong for him to be found guilty of hate speech because I don't think he was performing hate speech. But I could understand how somebody could come to that conclusion. I can, I can understand how, it, how you could come to that conclusion. Mm. Um, but I think if you're taking two years to do it and everybody else seems to disagree with you, then... You shouldn't have that much power over somebody. Everybody else, um, I don't understand that because that just feels like the the, the old the old right. um, so the, argument of the, the 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 far left being in a bubble and everyone they talk to agrees with them. Right. So therefore, okay. So the I th- a big issue that uh, that that I had with this case was the fact that it was presided by a single judge with no jury. Mm-hmm. So ordinarily, you'll take the ju- the jury will pass their verdict, and the judge still has a choice of like, of whether he'll go with it or not. But generally, on the whole, you very rarely hear a case of a judge going against the thing of a jury. I thought it depends on the the, the type of crime as to whether or not a jury is involved. Arguably so, but if you're sending someone to prison over something, then th- there's always a jury. I I. I don't think there's always a jury. A jury. I think um, I, I think it comes down to like whether it's like petty crimes or and, and, and shit like that. Um, uh, I think like assault is always a jury, and obviously murder and stuff like that. Like that's always it's always down to a jury. But of a trial that's taking two years, you need a jury for that. Like if it's if it's going to take a length of time and there's obviously there's very clearly a lot of controversy and mixed thoughts about it, then you then the judicial system should require a jury for that. And the fact that it was left to one guy who so many people disagreed with is suspect. Just because, what, what do you mean by so many people disagreed with him? Well, okay, no, um, because you, like you, an, well, maybe maybe even an outspoken minority, but the fact that um, that that the, the the, the, well, the, I think interestingly, from the Jonathan Pye thing, he said that nobody was outspoken about it. Not enough people. Like Ricky Gervais and okay, yeah. So, well, Hopkins or whatever was doing. It. He said that not enough people are outspoken about this, and that's why it's gone this way. 
So I think for you to say that the judge made this decision when everyone else was disagreeing with him, I think okay. there's evidence to prove that not enough people... Okay, no okay. People so ig- ig- let's ignore the... Uh, nobody's disagreeing with him. Let's step back for a second. Um, the fact that it was it was convicted after... Uh, he, he was taken into prison not because anyone had complained and not because of not not because uh anyone had complained complained to the law or anything like that but because um they'd decided that he'd broken this incre- like pro- what's proven to be a, an incredibly subjective law that you can that, that that you can really convict anyone of doing as long as you believe that they could co- could be causing offence to people um if you're like if in in an instance where you where where you've got a law that's that that comes into effect after someone's caused offense you you shouldn't be allowed to put someone on trial based on the idea of something that could cause offense if it hasn't actively done something then why are you why are you, you convicting you that person backdate offenses as in if you invent a law against something you can't then say well a year ago this person did it so therefore is that is that kind of what you're saying um not not necessarily because I, I like that well, causes think, a load of other issues because you yeah. had like the, the, someone else brought up like well after this law came into effect so they had the whole thing of like prince harry dressed up as a nazi like that's that and i thought it was fucking ridiculous that he got wrecked over the coals for that he was just a teenager doing something yeah. stupid like but think, potentially think, he could have been sent to prison for that based under this law yeah based on the opinion of this judge yes yeah i think I think the important I think there's a line being blurred. Yeah. I think it's even being blurred here. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where um, there's two things going on. There is someone who has been prosecuted for hate speech, and I believe it is understandable how someone could interpret what he was doing as hate speech. But I think a more learned, learned person, <laughs> learned would per- person would be able to understand the context of the situation and dismiss it as satire. Yeah. I think there's another thing going on of people saying that prosecuting people for hate speech is questionable. Yeah. Like is that, that should be discussed. Yeah. And I agree with that as well. Yeah. But the two are becoming blurred and molded into one by saying that how could you prosecute this person for hate speech? And you go, well, if you look at the laws about hate speech, it yeah. makes perfect sense yeah how that could come to it shouldn't be because it the, the context is has been misinterpreted yeah but it makes perfect sense so to say it under the guise of he has free speech therefore it's legal for him to do this yeah you're like no you're you're, you're right. angry so, at the wrong thing and so, you're angry in the wrong way so would so would you agree that um just in terms of him being prosecuted it, it it's possible for an inc- for what we would deem an incorrect person to pass that sentence. Right. Okay. So I yeah I, 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 I get where you're coming from now. So like I I I agree that under hate speech laws it's perfectly justifiable to be for him to be prosecuted. Yeah. In part at least, at because, least to be questioned. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But because that law exists, it is understandable that he got taken in and mm-hmm. taken away. Um. And the the line is being muddled between well, it was wrong for him to be taken away, and well, well the law is wrong. Just, he hasn't been taken away. Well, right. he's, he's, he's not he's, serving he has, any. He hasn't prison. been sentenced yet. He hasn't. You, you might do community service. He might pay a fine. <laughs> he might. Yeah. The, the the punishment has not been set yet. Yeah. The so punishment could just be a YouTube ban for a month. It yeah. Could be well, something. He has, he, like, like I think that. the the hate speech laws go like they. I don't know if they start or no. They I think they end at about six months in prison. Something like okay. that. Well, um, yeah, in, at the high end. in um, countries where this is illegal, um, it's usually just come down the station for an hour. Yeah. Where it is technically hate speech. So yeah. it could be that level of punishment. Yeah. I mean, uh, it could be much worse, obviously. I'm not saying that he hasn't done anything wrong. He's going to suffer, but he's not going to suffer, suffer very much. What they're doing by punishing him for this, I think, is wrong. And yes. they shouldn't be doing it, right? Yeah. So take, yeah, again, it's just some of the words of what you're saying is my questioning of how people are handling the situation. I yeah. wanted to jump on that just to be, yeah. Yeah. They're so not I taking think, him away. I think people are standing up for it now. They, and there, there is some kind of muddling uh, going on. They're st- they're, they're, I agree. They're kind of standing up in a sense for the wrong thing. Like 
Um, or that they're, they're, they're fighting the good fight, but in the wrong battlefield. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like they're, 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 they want to talk about hate speech and yeah. how there should be no hate speech because of free speech, yeah. which is a valid argument to have. Yeah. It's an interesting argument to have. Yeah. Um, um, but to say that it's... So it's like, well, it's... Completely it, misunderstandable. We, 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 we completely understand why this guy is being prosecuted. However, we disagree with the fact that that, that there is a law that exists that, that would that prosecute, prosecute him for this. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's... Yeah. I th- and that's I think, the important distinction that yes. I think is easy to blur yeah. because it's waving the flag of free speech. Yeah. And because my immediate reaction was like, it's got nothing to do with free speech. It's got nothing to do with anything he said. It's got nothing to do with any any opinions that he expressed. It's got things to do with what what he did over a period of years. Yeah. So I think it's like it's, you're waving the wrong flag. Yeah. It's like this. If you want to talk about hate speech or any video, like like yeah, if you were to show this guy teaching his pug to rip apart Barbie dolls. Yeah. Right. Because pugs are adorable, but they're ripping apart Barbie dolls as yeah. a juxtaposition. Yeah. It's again, yeah, sure, do it. It's funny, but it's satirical. It's an attempt. It's trying to be funny, um, but it's also if you ha- society has, to, I think that society has to react to people um, doing things ill-intentedly. Yeah, and there has to, I believe, that in order for that to function, there has to be some level of questioning. Yeah, and that's where it gets big, right? How much should you question them? If it's yeah. like, check out his YouTube page. Oh, he does a lot of this. And it seems to be all of the same kind of satire. And even more than that, he surrounds it with, this is a joke. Yeah. Right? Then you go like, that's a little bit more context. You could go into the paranoia of, what if he's saying it's a joke, but it's not a joke? What if there's a white supremacist who sees it and thinks that, oh, this is, he's not a joke. He's got to do it for real. You go, that's the craziness. That's whatever. That's yeah. all out the window. But if somebody is... is creating footage of Nazi salutes yeah, um, and doing it for years and doing it with the intent of offending or shocking or surprising or or, uh, upsetting his girlfriend. Then you go, there seems to be someone who would go, I just want to check because of the outliers, what's going on here. So I can understand, I can, I can understand how it would be questioned, just not how it would be punished. So if you want to the free uh, hate speech and why hate speech should either be a thing or not be a thing that is controlled by the state because you've got things like China and North Korea where it's hate speech to badmouth the government yeah and you go like should that be a thing and you go like well there's pros and cons you know, like, if you want to control a population in a certain way then kind of maybe it's an effective tool yeah but it's not how I would want to live and it's not how I no. think a, a modern country should live it's or whatever. not how people are made to live I don't think. Unless you've seen Darren Brown's The Push and you're going to, if enough people have told you to do something, if enough people tell you that the royal family is great, you'll believe the royal family is great. Yeah. And if enough Americans hear enough English accents, they'll still think that the English only have one accent. Yeah. And that is an accent I've never heard anybody in the UK ever have. So it's, um, and I don't necessarily feel that we should, we've gone quite deep. Yeah, so I think yeah. we could go deeper and talk about whether or not hate speech should or should not be a thing, but we could say that for another podcast. Yeah, fair we, enough. We can go into that kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, it was the call to arms about something that I think wasn't clear, and so a load of a mob of people have kind of ran to the battlefield, yeah, waving all these flags. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, and just like just these nice. No, it's a joke. It's like, oh, okay. Well, can you show me where the joke was? And this is where it ties in with your with the stank thing, right? Right. Of what I would fi- you your fear is that I would find something funny that you wouldn't find funny in the time, right? Or you would think that that I likely you would enjoy be heavily disturbed by for. Yeah on a long-term basis yeah so that would genuinely affect relationships yeah my uh my explanation for that is i don't see where the joke is with this pug thing yeah i think the joke with this pug thing is ha ha nazi salute yeah that's that's the joke right and i think if that was my sense of humor i'm not trying to there's more there's more levels to this that the guy was attempting to do i'm not saying this guy's not funny or what he's doing but the way that it's been presented because of all the attention and all the chaos it's kind of been like what's so funny and you go it's not it's it was an idea and the idea was i put a lot of effort to annoy my girlfriend and that's how much i love her yeah um i think that i would do more to it to make it funnier. But if, yeah. if if the joke was, ha ha, Steve got hit by a bus, right? It would be like, that's funny for me for like 
half a second. Yeah. And then it's like, you could have, what if it was a clown car? That would have been better. <laughs> you know, what if, you know, something else, you got hit by a blimp, you know, we hit by a big ball of balloons. Yeah. You know, it's, it would make it funnier. I, I'd, I'd add more to it to make it funnier. And shock isn't enough to make me laugh. So I can safely say that nothing too shocking will happen to you because I don't find that particularly funny. Nothing too painful or anything like that. It would be something that you would also find funny. Right. Let's say, uh, let's say uh, one typical stag night thing yeah. um, that I grew up with stories being told is like you wake up being gaffer taped to a lamppost, right? Yeah. Now, if I were to do something like that, um, it would be funny, but... It would also have health and safety concerns. Yeah. Where it would be like, oh, you know, I'd be there with you. People would be around. It would just be that moment of you waking up tied to the lamppost being like, what yeah. the fuck? And they'd be like, ah, stag. Right. That would be the, that is the extreme level of how far I would go. Yeah. That little shock moment. Yeah. Because it's not that funny. There is people who find stuff funny like, oh, we left him in the river. <laughs> that was just <laughs> how it happened. Right. And yeah, and he's fine. I go like... It's funny for that brief moment, but then you go like, you could have been way funnier than that. You could have done way more with it than that. <laughs> and it's not about, as much as I joke that the stag is about, um, is not about the groom having a great time. It's about the other people having a good time. It's more fun if everyone's having a good time. It's well, not the case of everyone's going to, they're your friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're not going to enjoy you having a terrible time. Yeah. So that's not going to be the case. Right. Right, it doesn't make any logical sense for me. And then all that would do is turn your friends against me, and then I'm the person who's meant to be doing this and organising this. Doesn't make any sense. Right. So I think it's just sleep deprivation, tiredness, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So all that's right. me. It's my sensitive side. <laughs> Being like, there's no, there's no, no fear yeah. of like, oh my god, I'm woken up with a tattoo on my face. Yeah. It'd be like, no, it, that. The only people who find that funny, I, I only find that funny for a fraction of a second. And yeah. I like to laugh more than a fraction of a second. <laughs> so it'd be a tattoo on your back because then whenever you went swimming, people behind you would be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, um, yeah. So my sense of humor, I think is, 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 is different to what you probably ex- uh, immediately jumped to it being with Darren Brown's The Push. Mine was just, they're fucking with this guy. Yeah. Not that they've convinced someone to murder someone. I'm not like, oh, that's hilarious. I'm just like, that's interesting. <laughs> I understand. I predicted that people are only the way they are because of a, of a chain reaction of experiences. Yeah. So anybody can be pushed into anything. Yeah, there is the whole just, free will argument as to like, well, how much free will did you actually have? And well, what, no. what, what along the way has just led you to this point to believing you have a choice when you actually don't? Well, just relatability. Like people saying that... Um, you know, um, let's take something controversial, like uh, let's say creeps, right? So, um, sex uh, people who are sexually creepy, big. Oh, I just don't. What happened to him as a kid? You go like, eh, no. You can. I, I can think of a number of different examples that would lead to somebody misunderstanding or not being able to pick up on social signals. You know, it's like it's not. It's not a case of this person is intending to be creepy. No. They're just. They don't know any better. And that doesn't excuse them for it, but it it does uh, remove the argument of that's just the way he is and they should be, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. It's like, no, he's there because of a number of experiences. I reckon with a number of more experiences, that person can change. Yeah. You know, um, bearing in mind two weeks ago, I think I said that uh, once you murder someone, you never come back, like from that mental place. Yeah. I do think that's true, but that doesn't mean that they are, um, you have to kill them. The number of different experiences could change that person, but I think they've gone so far beyond um, normal society yeah. that they're going to very, they're, they're not going to have any natural connection th- to normal I life. I think that's a problem I had with the show, is that... With the push. Yeah. It's, is that, so in reality, they haven't killed someone, mm-hmm. but really mentally they have. Like, the fact that the guy's still alive is irrelevant. Like, mentally... They have killed someone, right? What do you mean? So the, the 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 people that ended up pushing the guy off the building, yeah. Mentally, they have gotten to a point where they've killed someone, right? Okay. So the fact they, that he's not dead, they are convinced that he's killed somebody. The right. the fact that he's not dead is irrelevant. You've changed mm-hmm. them to the point where they were willing to kill someone, 
And yes. you just said that you can't come back from that. But this show did it as as an experiment. And now these people well, are out in society. Not, not to be too uh, too literal, but, but because as soon as it happened, Darren Brown comes out. Darren Brown is already known by the wide public. They know who Darren Brown is. Mm. They then immediately realise that this is some kind of show. Yeah. He then shows them that they haven't killed anybody. Yeah. So they've definitely been pushed further out of normal society in terms of mental thinking. Yeah. But in a safe environment. Yeah. Where it's like, now that you... Uh, something that Jordan Peterson says, um, you need to know the monster that you are so that you don't let it yes, out, basically. Yeah, right? yeah. Those people know that they are capable of doing that, so yeah. now they're able to keep it in check. Whereas everyone else thinks they're completely incapable of doing it, so therefore they can go out and do the most heinous things because they they believe they're incapable of doing anything bad. Right. So that example is it's a safe space, a safe environment. To, it's a to structured scientific that. environment. Right. So it's like... It's, it's like... Um, uh, near like near death experiences. Yeah. If you don't, if you aren't horribly maimed by it, if if it turns out to be a practical joke, or it turns out to be something else. You turn out to be like, uh, uh, what if I'd done this? Or, or you know, someone goes to you get in a fight and you don't die. Yeah. You learn something about it without having experienced death. But then, I, I so guess I, I guess the trouble I'm having is what is the difference between this person who we know was purposely driven to do something and it didn't actually happen the way it did, but in actuality, mentally, in brain, it did. At that moment, it did. What's the difference between them and someone in actual life, in actual situations, who did actually kill someone? Maybe they didn't want to or anything like that, but mm-hmm. what what is the difference between those two people? Because I can't draw a line. Well, I think that uh, there's an old adage of you're not crazy if you think you might be crazy. Mm. Like, insane people think that they are sane. Yeah. So, doing something, and because... Most violent crimes or whatever may not be the most premeditated, pre-planned, pre-whatever in well, the world. It's like the the whole crime of passion thing. It's well, like, you could accidentally kill somebody, and that could screw you up for life. You yeah. could accident. You could run over a dog in the street, <coughs> and your life be completely changed. You, know, could, you, could, I... you could have a miscarriage and be completely changed for life. Those experiences that are beyond your control. Yeah. For you to try and understand why it happened or why you acted a certain way mm. is the thing I think that makes people. Right. Start to start to be freak out. Start to not so, understand. Start to act out. So the 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 difference that that, that you would say between these two people is that, um, is, is it the the person who is able to have the experiment kind of shown to them, um, in that itself would be the therapy to bring them out of that, away from that point. Yeah, and and as well, there are psychological therapists who help them through the experience yeah. as well. But yeah, yeah this the very nature that they know that they were being actively manipulated and here's yeah. the evidence of how they were manipulated. They go, I only did this because of this, 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 and this, and this is the greater lesson to learn from it. Yeah. Whereas I think, uh, yeah, if somebody does something that they don't understand and they don't know how to deal with it, I think it's, that's when it spirals out of control and you, you get um, people acting out in different ways. But in that way, I think that's, a safer environment, at the very least, I think that's a safer environment for them to go through that experience yeah. than to do yeah. it in the wild, let's call it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's more, it, it, they're able to learn more, yeah. uh, more kind of from it. Um, yeah. In other news, uh, we've got, yeah, we've got a few minutes left. We've got a few. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, let's see if I can find another one. Um, well, there was, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll bring up something that I was going to cut out because I thought it was too short. <laughs> um, because of what we've talked about. There's a court that has ruled that a 63-year-old man is dead, despite <laughs> him being alive. <laughs> <laughs> you see, now that court needs a jury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's just... It's just uh, uh, Reliu, who's an, a Romanian man, said, I am officially dead, although I am alive. Um, he said somewhat bemusedly, I have no income. And because I'm listed as dead, I can't do anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, he left Romania for Turkey. Can I appeal? Can who appeal? <laughs> I don't see anybody. <laughs> he left for Turkey in 92 uh, to seek employment. He last returned to the country in 99. This is Romania. And appears to have cut off all contact with his family. He just, I don't want to talk to you people anymore. Um, including his wife. Uh, after years of silence from her estranged husband, Relia's wife obtained a backdated death certificate for him. 
Um, Relly's wife had argued in court that having heard nothing from her husband since 99, she'd assumed he died in uh, an earthquake. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently she did this so that she could technically be divorced so that she could marry someone else. How do you convince a judge? Like, Your Honour, the the fact that this man is alive is irrelevant. He's dead. Well, no, no, sorry. He wasn't present when he was declared dead. Oh, right, okay. He he came back to the country. He tried to appeal it. He... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he just wanted to know what was going on because he didn't verify, he didn't uh, update his papers for right. a while and then he like got detained at a passport control somewhere being like, yeah. you're dead. Um, so he kind of went to court like, what? And they're saying that you were dead. Like on paper, on paper you're dead. So what do you want us to do? Right. And he's like, well, I'm not dead, but you are. <laughs> so... I think that, yeah, a court's deciding that someone is declaring hate speech or somebody is dead or not dead is uh, is not always the, the wisest thing to say. Um, he, yeah, he might never have found out about his death um, had he not been apprehended by Turkish authorities earlier in the year and deported. Did, did you know you were dead? <laughs> you can't be dead in this country. Go back to your own country and be dead. Um, a spokeswoman for the court explained to local news outlets that Reliu had been too late with his appeal against the death certificate. <laughs> too late! <laughs> Sorry, you missed I the think, deadline. <laughs> I, think, I think you can only be too early <laughs> yeah. if you're appealing against your own death. Yeah. <laughs> and thus, he lost the case. The ruling is final and cannot be appealed against. What? <laughs> He's just a walking dead man. <laughs> But it's the practical side of it. He's like, I can't get a job. Like, I can't claim benefits. I can't, yeah. you know, do anything because I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> and the court's like, well, you're dead. Just reading through his CV, like, past experience, a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's the sheer bold. This is, um, yeah, it's the, you're questioning the court or the legal system in this specific case and being like, this doesn't make sense. And people and the court saying, it just does. Yeah. And you go, that's stupid. That needs to be questioned again. Yeah. Just like, it's hate <laughs> this speech. guy's dead. <laughs> I'm not dead. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the, the I just love the, the, the attitude of just, well, just go with it. Like, to the court, to the lawyers, like, just, just ignore him. Just yeah. completely ignore him. And you'll think he's dead. <laughs> So, like, as soon as the guy bangs his gavel or whatever the fuck it is that a judge has, does everybody just kind of turn away from the guy and just... <laughs> and that's it. They just sing, like, the final credit song from The Sixth Sense. <laughs> just be like, you are Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> and lead him on to this extraordinary adventure of a life. <laughs> because, and again, I've said before that if I had some kind of outrageous therapy animal like an octopus, <laughs> You'd all have my a living problems dead would be solved. If I was legally dead, I think all my problems would be solved. What are you going to do? Sue me? I'm dead. (laughs) Good luck suing a dead guy. Sue my estate, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't pay for things in money. I pay with them with ghostly visits. If you're dead, how does the law work? Then? It, that's, the, that's the thing. It doesn't. It just removes you from. And it makes sense that a dead person can't appeal his own death certificate. That makes sense in yeah. some way. Yeah. But you kind of go this, and the, and the, and the, <laughs> what I mean by it's somewhat relevant to this case, the, the, the pug thing. You go, yeah, it makes sense. You can see it that way. But for the love of Christ, <laughs> a judgment call needs to be made. Yeah. And I can understand how a judge would be like, I don't know what else to do. He's dead. <laughs> but a more learned person would go, something's off. Yeah. And it's not the corpse. <laughs> <laughs> For more episodes the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod for anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature. Or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. 
For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter, at SingItSteve and at Nick Snip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week.